Father God, in the precious, holy name. of Jesus we have come here today to worship you thank you for making that a way for us in Jesus name we pray Amen Amen Thank you What a sweet sweet spirit If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of St. John, chapter 8, beginning in verse 12. We're going to be continuing the series on the, the I Am Revelation. <coughs> He's revealed Himself here today already. Amen. 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 <coughs> he does it that way. That's why you feel what you feel here today. He's here. Amen. And he's ready to reveal himself to each and every one of us Amen. Amen. for who he is, how great he is. <coughs> Whoever stated that he dwells in the midst of the praises Amen. of his people, whoop, he dances there. Amen. He shows out there. And I thank God that we can feel our Lord, don't you? Amen. 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 John chapter 8, reading a single verse, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Father, thank you for your beautiful, wonderful, holy word. Bless it to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, Jesus introduced himself in John chapter 6, verse 35. And he said, I am the bread of life. And he that cometh unto me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. Introduced it himself that way to us in the first I am statement for a reason. And it's because we never ever need to stop coming to Jesus. Amen. 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 We have come to him this morning. You don't just come to Jesus for salvation. You keep coming to Jesus. That's the way you don't starve to death spiritually. You keep coming. Then he said, believe on me and you'll never thirst again. So not only do we keep coming, but we got to keep believing. We got to keep faith. We got to keep coming. We got to keep believing. We don't get to stop either of those. And here, and if you study this in the book of John, you see that he's speaking to people. And this is a flowing uh, lesson and a flowing uh, things that he says where he's talking to different individuals. 
And as he speaks to them and he teaches them in ways that are just so beautiful and spectacular, he continues as he teaches them and as they hear him, listen to me, to reveal more and more of who he is. Amen? Amen. His intention for us is to know him. Amen. He already knows us. He knows more about us than we know about ourselves, but He needs us to know Him. And that's why we have to keep on. We have to keep on coming. Keep on believing. And now He says, I am the light of the world. And later on in verse 58 of this same chapter, Jesus is going to tell His listeners something that's going to floor them. He's going to say to them in verse 58, when they kept bragging to him about being Abraham's children, he's going to look at them and he says, before Abraham was, I am. And they wanted to kill him for saying, you know why they wanted to kill him? Because they knew what he was saying. Isn't it a shame that people who didn't even believe on him knows Things that he's saying that people who believe on him don't understand themselves. He's the light of the world, he tells us here. And they wanted to kill him as he revealed who he was. He could have just as easily said, before Abraham, uh, before Adam was, I am. But he didn't do that, did he? But he could have. You know why? Because when you look in Genesis chapter 1, you remember the first thing God spoke into existence? Light. Not the sun, not the moon, not the stars. They weren't there yet. So the first thing He said was, as His Spirit hovered over that water, that, that voidless planet we live on now. He is the creator, the beginning. And there he was. And he said, let there be light. You know what happened? Jesus began to shine on a void world. The first thing that had to happen to this world was light had to be there. Amen. Amen. Praise God for the light. And Jesus told us that is who He is. There is only one Spirit that is of God moving upon the face of this water and this light appears. What is that light? What is that light? that appeared that day. John in his gospel, one of the reasons is my favorite gospel, he reveals things to us in his, in his old age, all about relationship with our Lord and Savior. It's all about knowing who Jesus is. We need to know who he is. And listen in chapter one of St. John, Listen to what he said. He says, in the beginning 
<laughs> Same words that's in Genesis. Was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same, now he's talking about Christ here now. The same was in the beginning with God. You see that? John thinks we need to know this right up front. All things were created, listen to this, by him. Amen. Who was speaking? Christ was. And all things were created by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. This is before there were ever men. Wow. There couldn't have been a green tree, a fish, a moo cow. There couldn't have been anything alive without him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Being the light. Amen. Because in him all life exists. All of it. Amen. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, and he goes on to talk about John. His name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. Not John, the light. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, Amen. even to them. <coughs> that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. It was Jesus in the beginning. Jesus is the Spirit. He is the Father. Amen? Amen. <laughs> and He is the light. So, as the bread we come to Him and believe in Him, but as the light we receive him. Are you listening? You come to him. You believe in him. Now you receive him. You must receive the light. Verse 12 of John chapter 1 that we just read. But as many as, did you see this? Received him. That's what salvation is, y'all. It's when you receive him. That's right. Amen. 
He didn't give us the light so he could see us. He gave us the light so we can see him. We need to get that straight in our head. It's not about us. It's about Him. It always has been. It always will be. And in the church, it must be about Jesus. When we make it about anything else, we get way off track. It's about Jesus. Amen. He is that light. Hallelujah. So, he, we had to have this light. As a light, we received Him. Amen. That we just saw in, in verse 12. As we believe on His name, the name is Jesus Christ. We must believe on that name. So, what is it then that we must receive from Him? The Bible's not silent on those things, you know. Sometimes we don't even realize we're to look in the Bible to find such things. Shame on us. Amen? Shame on us. Go with me to the book of Romans. Y'all can go ahead and just circle all these scriptures in your Bible if you want to. You need to know them. We all need to know them. The book of Romans, chapter 8. Listen to what this scripture says. We're going to begin reading in verse 10. And if Christ be in you, now, right off the bat, he just makes a statement. But it's a very, very powerful statement. Because he's telling us we have received something or someone, and he dwells in a certain place. Who is that, and where is he? He says it in the first line. He's Christ. And where is he? He's in you. You have to receive Him into yourself. Amen. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit, now look at this, that dwelleth where? In you. He makes no distinction between Christ and Spirit. There's not two, there's one. Mm -hmm. It's the same, He's the same, and He dwells in you. He dwells in that same place. You know what lostness is? It's not having Christ in you. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you say. I don't care how many times you shake a preacher's hand. I don't care how many times you declare I'm saved. If Jesus Christ does not dwell in you, you are not saved. Amen. The Spirit must be received by you into your own life, into your own heart, into your own soul, and the light of Jesus Christ must shine from within you or you're not saved. Amen. Blunt, plain, true, something we better know. <laughs> the spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we're debtors. Not to the flesh. We don't owe this stinking world nothing. Amen. We're not debtors anymore to the flesh. <laughs> to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if ye through the spirit, listen to this, 
You do mortify the deeds of the body. These people that run around here saying I'm saved and live like the devil, that's a lie. Preach it, brother. It's a statement that don't make sense, nor does it agree with the Scripture. He said when you're saved, when the Spirit dwells in you, you must take control. He gives you gifts through the Spirit. That's the only way you can control yourself. And he said, here, you must mortify. Ooh, I don't know what a mortician is, don't you? That means you must kill things inside of yourself. <laughs> you must mortify the deeds <laughs> of the body. And you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Listen to me. If you're not led by the Spirit of God, you are not a son of God. Amen. Amen. That's true. <laughs> Boy, it's quiet in here. <laughs> it needs to be quiet. Jesus is trying to talk to us. Amen. Jesus is trying to get us to hear Him. To come to Him. To believe Him. To receive Him. Because there's some things we got to know about Him that we can't know until we receive Him. Amen. Amen. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. What's the world telling us? Be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. Oh, we got a new strand. Be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. You need to be afraid. Yep. Don't hang out together. Stay away from one. Don't, be, don't do this. You'll be afraid. Be afraid. Be afraid. And he said, I didn't give you myself for you to be afraid. Amen. Amen. Do you really think the work of the kingdom of God stops? Nope. Because of sickness? No. Do you think it stops because of war? Do you think it stops because the government says so? No. The kingdom of God moves onward. Amen. It will never stop. It will always continue until He comes back. Amen. And if you want to go with Him when He comes back, you better listen to what He's telling us here. Amen. He's already told us in the Word that there's going to be a lot of them think they're going, they ain't going nowhere. Right. But the wrong way. You know why? Because they didn't keep coming, they didn't keep believing, and they didn't receive. Amen. Amen. He said, we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now that we have come, now that we believe, now that we receive, have received Him, what do we do? 
Now that we've done all of that, what do we do? Boy, he tells us in this very scripture that we read this morning when he said, I am the light of the world. What do we do when we come? When we believe? When we receive? You know what he says? Follow me. When you receive, follow me. Without receiving, you can't follow him. Without receiving, you can't see him. Without receiving, you can't hear him. Without receiving, you can't understand him. That's why he said, come first, believe, and then receive, and then follow me. Until you've done that, you can't. That's why he told his disciples, he says, Tarry here in Jerusalem until the promise of the Father comes. Now once that promise came and they received that promise, whoa, it's all follow, go, follow, go, 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 go. But until then, stay right where you are. Because you don't have what it takes. You won't have the words to say. You won't have the power to stay. And you'll still be in the flesh. And I need you in the spirit. He still needs us in the spirit today. We still need to receive today what he has for us. Amen. Amen. So the spirit has us to follow Jesus. The light. We can see him now clearly. Because we have received the one who is him into ourselves. Amen. And so the Spirit, the Spirit then begins to teach us. You remember in John chapter 1, verse 14, where he says that we can behold the only begotten? That means, you know what that means? We can see him. Amen. When you receive him, you can see it. Not only can you see him, guess what else you get to do? You can hear him. Some of us in this room are really need hearing aids real bad. <laughs> Brother Gary Richardson went and got him some new one and he said when his phone rings it about blows his head off. <laughs> Some of you can hear thunder. The Holy Spirit is the best hearing aid He'll ever put inside of you. It'll help you see the good thing about not hearing is you don't hear all the rubbish. You don't hear the mumble. You don't hear the murmur. You don't hear the, the jumble. That's why people who can't hear grin all the time. <laughs> Amen. We can hear Christ. Amen. <coughs> if we have our spiritual hearing aid, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Look at what John tell. I mean, uh, David writes in the 119th Psalm. I love the Psalm, verse 103 through 105. How sweet are thy words! 
unto my taste. The Word of God became flesh. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> Sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. So we need the Spirit. We need the I am the light. We need to receive so we can follow Him. And the Word became flesh. And that very Word that became flesh, we have access to. And it shows us our pathway. It helps us to walk righteously in Him and knowing what He requires of us and walk pleasing to Him. That's what this is all about. Amen? Amen. Look at what John chapter 14 says. Verse 26. Boy, he, Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit now. He calls him the Comforter here. Listen to what he says. But the Comforter, when you have received, now I'm throwing that part in, but this is where it's coming from, which is the Holy Ghost. He makes that very plain. Whom the Father will send in my name, he shall, look at this, teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. You don't think the gospel of Jesus Christ is not important? I quoted a scripture from Romans chapter 1 verse 16 here Wednesday night. And Brother Todd, bless his heart, he just, he, I didn't finish that scripture and he brought it to my attention and he should have. Where Paul states, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know why he wasn't ashamed of it, Todd? Because he had the comforter and he understood every word of it. He said, because it is the power of God unto salvation. And I stopped right there. I shouldn't have. You know why? Because the rest of the verse says, unto those who believe. Amen. It don't do a bit of good to say it. You've got to believe it and you must have received it. Amen. Mm -hmm. yep. Or the gospel makes no sense. Why do you think so many Christians try to live for Jesus their way? Why do you think so many denominations come up with these weird ideas? Because they're trying to serve the Lord their way. We don't get to serve the Lord our way. We have to serve Him His way. Right. And we can't do that until we have come to Him. 
until we have believed on Him. Until we have received Him. And then and only then can we follow Him. There's no other way. Boy, before he gets through with these I am statements, you're going to know that there ain't no other way. Amen. It's his way. Right. We don't get to govern that way. We only get to take part in it. And if we don't go that way, we don't go at all. Amen. Mm -hmm. Come on now. How important is it that we know these things? How important is it that we know what we must do? How important is it that we know who Jesus is, how He reveals Himself to us in these Scriptures? And He reveals Himself to us in ways that we know and we can understand the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ is speaking to every man and even a child can understand. Every child knows that they need bread. Every child knows they like to lie. How many of you have you put your kids to bed and turn the lights up and they say, I'm scared? Why? They wanted some light. They wanted some light because they were scared of darkness. We all grown here. We need to be scared of the dark. Amen. We need to lie on. Yep. We need to receive as the light. I'm fixing the clothes. <laughs> We can remember when the Lord enters us, first thing He does is turn the light on. So we can see Him. So we can hear Him. So we can follow Him. And as we walk, let us walk close to Him. Sometimes the world gets interfering with us. And we get to look over here and over here. Jesus don't stop walking. And you look up and he's way off. Have you ever felt that way that Jesus is there, but he's, he's way off? You know why? We've let him get off. Amen. God help us. You stay close to him. Don't let him out of your sight. Don't let him stray away from you. Stay right on his heels. <laughs> Missy was a little bitty girl. She probably don't remember this. Dog was barking one night. We lived in an old house in McLeod. And I went out there to see what the dog was barking at. She was right on my ankles. I didn't even have a flashlight. We had poor people. <laughs> and we walked out in the dark and when I took a step she would step on my heel <laughs> God 
So she needed to be close to me. Because we were in the dark. We need to be that way with Jesus. Because this world is getting darker and darker. But he's the light. Amen. I got one more scripture I want to leave with you and then I'm going to close. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Circle it in your Bible. Verses 9 through 16. Listen to this beautiful scripture. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for his people, for those that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, saveth the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but by the Spirit of God. Now we have received, now we have not, now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the nature, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. How did we get that? Because he's the light of the world. And we received him. And he gives us all of these beautiful promises. He'll teach us. He'll show us. He'll reveal Himself to us. When we get sick, when we get old, when we're in darkness, when we just feel yucky and don't even know why, the light 
never quit shining. Amen. As long as we follow Him. Do you know Him that way? Have you come to Him? Have you believed on Him? Have you received from Him? Keep coming. Keep believing. Keep receiving. So you can keep following. Amen. I know I've used this scripture too much. I'm not worn out because it's just so special to me. From Jeremiah, where God said, I have an expected end for you. That place he's getting ready for us right now. That's why it's so important that we continue to follow him. Because that's where he's taking us. Amen. And we need to take as many people with us as we can. If it ain't nobody but your own family, that's all Noah left her with. We need to make sure they know. But first, we have to know. That's how important it is. Jesus, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. Would you stand? <clears throat> These altars are open for prayer. Keep coming. Keep praying. trouble come as always is his way come are you struggling are you having issues are you having are you confused come oh he's the great I am he's here today he's been here from the beginning he's here now his name is Jesus
you love him, you're going to serve him. If you serve him, he's going to show you more and more of who he is. Amen. He's going to show you power that you never knew you had. He'll show you words. He'll give you words to say that you don't know where they came from. that you can say, I'm going to pray for someone. They need my prayer. And you can go to them and lay your hands on them. And he'll hear every word of it. God reacts to your faithfulness. God reacts to you as you react to him. He don't chase you down. He don't make you do anything. He just says, come on. I'm the great God. I am who I am. Come to me. I was there in the beginning. I'm with you right now. And I'll be there when all this is over with. The question is, where will you be? I want to be in my daddy's arms. I want to be in my Savior's hand. I want to hear him say to me, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Come on in. Come in. Y'all come tonight. We're going to be talking about a little of that before we go. And what the light means then the reward of knowing who the light is is going to be revealed on the sunshine girls, the whatever they were, the three red things or whatever they are. Yeah, they sung the beautiful star of Bethlehem. That star was a light. Amen. Amen. They guided people to a Savior that was born. Hallelujah. God uses light. You know why? Because He is a light. We need to start letting it shine in us, through us, Amen. around us. And everybody that sees you ought to see his light Amen. as you shine in his kingdom. I thank y'all for being here. I could preach another one. <laughs> thank y'all. I want y'all to... Thank you all for being here tonight. Thank you for the, the testimonies that, uh, that you shared. And uh, thank you for uh, loving the Lord. Amen. <coughs> loving Jesus Christ. There's no nothing greater, no greater love that you can ever share than to share the love of Christ with others. Amen. 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 Or <laughs> the greatest love you can receive is the love that you receive 
our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So thank you for the Lord for that. We're going to continue tonight talking about the life of the world and that Jesus had declared himself, I am the light of the world. And he stressed in that that we would follow him. And we need to look a little bit to see him being the light of the world, we read about that in Genesis this morning in the third verse of the first chapter of Genesis where Moses wrote and declared that that was the first words of God uh, about this world was let there be light. And there was light. And that light was Jesus Christ and is still Jesus Christ. And let, let me tell you something else. In the next world to come, He'll still be the light. Amen. We're going to see some of that tonight. And, and Brother, I love that story about Jesus. There'll be no shadow of turning. That's right. We're There's going to read light that. everywhere you look. That's right. We're going to read that scripture here in just a little bit. So, uh, yeah, there, there's some things that we want to look at in the Word tonight. The thing about the, the Word and the things you read in the New Testament, if you look back, you can see it all in the Old Testament. And most of the, the eternal prophecies and the eternal promises of God are found in the Old Testament. And so we're going to look at just uh, one uh, Old Testament scripture. So if I get some uh, uh, hands raised, i got a few scriptures I want you to look at. Uh, Brother Rick, if you'll look for uh, Isaiah chapter 20, uh, verses 19 and 20. Someone else? Vicki, if you will look up Revelation uh, chapter 21, verses 22 through 27. Uh, A.D., if you'll look up Revelation, uh, chapter 22, verses 1 through 6. Got a couple more. Who wants one? Terry, would you look up for me, uh, James, chapter 1, verse 17. I got one more. Who wants it? Brother Todd, if you would do uh, 1 John, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. We're going to look at these scriptures tonight, and the first one we're going to look at is where the, the Lord promises that there will be an everlasting light. That's a great promise, isn't it? And not only am I going to give you a light, but it's going to be an eternal light. You know what that means? That means it goes on forever and ever and ever. It will always burn. It will always shine. It will all never, ever go out. Amen. No wonder Jesus Christ declared himself I am the light of the world. No wonder he declared that because that eternal light, as we're going to see as we read these scriptures, is him. And it's never going to go out. Y'all, you can stand on this promise. You need to stand on this promise. If you don't know the light, you better know the light. You, if you don't have the light, you need to receive the light. If you're not shining the light, you need to let that light shine in you if you say, I have it, okay? That's something that we need to do because it has eternal consequences that go along with obeying and following Christ as the light of the world. Amen? So uh, Isaiah chapter 60, verses 19 through 20. Rick, would you read that for me, please? Right, I thought you said Isaiah 20. Uh, uh, chapter six, 60, uh, verses 19 and 20. I don't know what I said, but that's what it says. 16, 19 and 20. Chapter 60 of Isaiah, verses 19. The sun will no longer be your light by day, and the brightness of the moon will not shine on you. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your splendor. Your sun will no longer set, 
and your moon will not, will not fade. For the Lord will be your everlasting life, and the days of your sorrow will be over. Amen. Amen. Think about that. This life that He's promising us, this everlasting life, it's not the sun, it's not the moon, it's not the stars. As a matter of fact, He said with this light, you're not going to even need the sun. You're not even going to need the moon. You're not even going to need the stars. Because you're going, I'm going to give you a light, I'm going to give you a light that is everlasting. It's going to be very, very bright, and it's going to be eternal. And, and he said it's going to be unto the, 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 thy God, thy uh, glory. And said that uh, the, the sun shall no more go down. That means that this light that we're going to have is going to do away with darkness completely. That's what it means. When it, uh, how many of you ever, uh, you know, in the summertime, like right, like right now, it's dark outside already, and everybody says, I hate it when it gets dark so early. Well, you won't have to dread it and hate it over there, because it ain't going to get dark ever, ever. You say, well, when are you going to sleep? Who said you're going to sleep over there? You know, you ain't going to get tired over there. You're not going to get dreary over there. You're not going to ever need to lay down and take a nap. You're not going to even get get to feeling bad where you have to go to bed. Amen. And he goes on and he tells us these things and he said, For the Lord himself shall be thine everlasting light. And look at the last part of this prophecy. There will be no more mourning. Not, not M-O-R, M-O-U-R. There will be no more Morning, it shall be ended. There will be no more sadness at that place. Now, how many of you want to go to a place like that? How many of you have mourned here? How many of you have been sad here? How many of you have just wished that the day would not ever come? <coughs> you don't know how you're going to get through it. You don't know how you're going to recover from it. Those days then will be over with. God. You got up every day. I don't even know how you're going to distinguish the days in that in glory. The way I understand this is going to be a continuous day, non-stop. Amen. It's just going to be a continuous day. And I like that. It's a promise and it's a call to everlasting light. Jesus is that everlasting light. Amen. We're going to see that here in just a minute. Matter of fact, we're going to see it, uh, part of it right now, all of it right now. We're going to, I got these things a little out of kelter, so I want to, I want to go from the, the promise of this everlasting light to where we're actually going to see uh, and read about the fulfillment of this everlasting light. And you know what the fulfillment of it is, is way in the back of the book. You know why it's back there? Because that's when it's going to happen. Amen. There's, there, you know, I told y'all this morning this scripture that I've been wearing y'all out with that the Lord has a, a, an end prepared. He's got a place He wants to take us. There's a, a place He wants us to go. Well, when we get there is when we get to receive this promise. When we get there. So, whatever we do, from now till we get there, it's going to be worth it. I promise you. Anything you have to give up Amen? Anything you have to do without. Anytime you have to eat crow when you don't want to. Anytime when you have to be humble when you're rather not. 
Anytime when you anger, but you don't sin. All those things, all those times when you could have, but you didn't, is going to be worth it. And you're going to be glad that you obeyed Him as the light of the world. Amen? Amen. Vicki, you got uh, Revelation chapter 21, verses 22 through 27. Read that for me, please. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall be in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. There's a city that's being prepared as we speak. We call it in the Word, and we see it in the Word as a place called the New Jerusalem. Not the old one, not the one they're fighting over right now. That's all going to be over with. And this is a place where we're going to be able to go to. And I had a Jamaican lady ask me one time, are you going to live in the New Jerusalem or on the New Earth? And it kind of dumbfounded me. I never thought about that. Did you? Have you ever thought about that? Well, it don't make any difference where I live in the New Jerusalem or the New Earth, just so I live in one of them. And if I don't live in the New Jerusalem, I'm going to get to go in and out of it as I want to. Amen. You know why? Because <laughs> I'm going to have a pass. And it's not going to be a certificate say I've been vaccinated either. Listen to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to be able to walk in that place because my name is in the book. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what it means to walk in the light, to be in the light, to know who the great I am, the light of the world is, that we have that light in us. It's going to mean something then. Amen? And look, we're not, there's not going to be a temple. We ain't going to have to go to church over there, y'all. <laughs> you know what? The, you know, a lot of young people used to know. I did young people and, and youth one time, and, and I was trying to get them excited about heaven, and they were just ho-hum. They wasn't excited nothing about heaven. And I asked one of them, I said, why, why, I don't understand y'all. Why, why aren't you excited about heaven? And you know what they understood about heaven? It was going to be like coming to the Baptist church service all the time. It would be a non-stop service. Yeah, that's it. God help us to not show our young people what glory is going to be like. The Bible's full of what it's like. It's going to place you in the place you're going to want to be. Amen. Yeah. Bible says we're going to be like Jesus. We are going to be like Him. He could just pop in a building and pop out of the building. Amen. Right. He knew what people were thinking. He could meet you in one city and then beat you to the next one and be waiting on you when you got there. Amen. We're going to be like that. Yeah. Amen. We're going to be like Him. We're not going to be sick. We're not going to... Only, you know what? We're, actually, our better, uh, bodies are going to be a little better than his. You know why? Because his is going to bear scars and ours aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Ours are going to be perfect without the scars. His is going to be perfect 
because of the scars. And he's going to still have them when we get there. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says right here, he said, I saw no temple. Well, it, that was a big deal to these people, to these Jewish people. John was on the Isle of Patmos, uh, Brother Don, longing to be at that temple. He said, well, when I went up there, why? Why was there not a temple? He said, well, the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple there. When you're with them, you're in the temple. Amen? Amen. Right now, praise God. As long as He's in us, we are the temple. But when we get over there, we're going to be so in Him, He's going to be the temple. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It ain't gonna, we ain't going to get up on Sunday morning to go to church. It ain't going to be on Sunday morning. I don't even know if what? I don't know how it's going to be as far as that goes. But I do know all the Bible tells us, and John was looking at this stuff. And he said, in the city had no need of the sun. Don't say the sun ain't going to be there, but don't think it will. Because the Bible tells us in prophecy that at some point, a third of our sun is going to be destroyed. Did you know that? That the moon is going to be whacked up. And we worried about, we worried about global warming. You <laughs> better watch out. We were, yes, sir. The S U N will not be there, but the S O N. There you go. Amen. And even if it is there, we don't really need it. No. You know why? Because you ain't going to see it. It's going to be so dim. Exactly. Right. I was driving down the road yesterday and turned into the sun, toward the sun, and I didn't have my sunglasses with me, and I was going like this, fighting that. <laughs> Amen. We're going to have a different type of light than that. It's not going to blind you. Amen. And it says, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it up. And the Lamb is the light thereof. Amen. When Jesus said, I am, yes, ma'am. There's a song that is written that goes word for word with every bit of this. I want to say one verse of it. Okay. I sang it here several months, well, a long time ago. But anyway, um, I like the second verse of that, so I'll do it. There will be no more sickness, no more pain, no more death. And the saints, they will never grow old. How I long for that city where there never comes a night. In that beautiful city of gold, <laughs> where the sun never sets and the leaves never fade, and the righteous forever will shine like the stars in that beautiful city of gold. <laughs> That's where the Lamb, the light of the world, is going to be. And then look at this. And he says, and so look at this. There's going to be nations. Now, I don't know where there are going to be nations like we have now. But there's going to be nationalities there. Because the Bible tells us that in that place, 
Because we, and you know, we get to look around and say, oh, this poor old world. They, they, all them people in that country, they all lost. No, the Bible don't tell us that. The Bible says that when they look and see people in heaven, guess what he always says? I see every nation. I see every kindred. I see every tongue. And they're dressed up in white robes and there they are. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody is working for Jesus in this world today. Amen. Somebody is working in every country in this world for Jesus Christ. And one of these days, <laughs> that work's going to end. And he's going to come get us. Amen. Amen. He's going to come get us and that work's going to end. It says the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light. <laughs> Amen. You see that? Those that are not saved, they're not going to be there. Amen. Amen. Those that are not saved are not going to be there. It says, They which are saved shall walk in the light, light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. I won't get to tote my biggest watermelon I ever grew in. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He's going to let us come in and out of it. Amen. He's going to let us come in and out of it. And we can come in at will anytime we want to. And he said, in the, because the gates of it ain't never going to be closed. Amen. Right. And the gates are always going to be open. There ain't going to be nothing closed up there. And it says, that, uh, uh, well, there shall be no night there. They're going to be open all day. And so they're open all the time because there ain't no night there. Amen. Yeah. Brother Gary, I think that explains right there that there will be no day as we know day. Oh, no. Just be a... Oh, no. You know, that will not count up there. No. And, and, you know, we look at this world today and all these people just go beating their heads on trying to prove the Bible's true. You don't need to do that. No. Wasting your time. If you got to prove it's true, you ain't got no faith. And without faith, you're not pleasing God. Amen. Amen. You don't have to look for Jesus' body to prove to me he ain't there. I know he ain't there. If you find one, it ain't going to be him. That's right. I don't care what you say. They say, well, there's not, you, the Bible only says there's six or eight thousand years of men. You don't know how long it was between day one when God said there would be light and day four when he made the sun, moon, and the stars. Amen. How long was that? Who knows? Amen. Okay. Who knows? I saw proof of that when we was on our journey out west this year. Going through some of the rock formations and everything that we saw. Knowing that short of the good Lord saying this is going to happen this way and it happened. Stuff that absolutely would have to take eons of time to take place. So time is nothing to God. It might have been millions of years between day one and day two. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I just believe that what he said in there did happen. Just like he said. Just it. like he said. Amen. That's faith. That's what it means to believe on him. Amen. And so he says, and they shall bring their glory and honor. Out of the nations into it. That means there's going to be trade. There's going to be things coming in and out. There's going to be, I don't know what it's going to be. It just says their goods, that they're going to bring their, their glory and honor. Now, that can mean a lot of things. But most of us take honor and glory and, 
and 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 we bring things in and out of of, of houses and you. So just take it for however you want it. But I guarantee you, whatever it is, you're going to be glad you're there and you're going to be glad you're doing it. Amen? Amen. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. All of that's gone. It is no more. And I can take you on in, and, you, and a lot of people are really concerned about what about this world? What are we going to know about this world? You know what you're going to know about this world? Zero. Not one thought. You're not going to remember it anymore. There's nothing that can sully heaven and eternity. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to remember it anymore. We hear people all the time say, well, and I don't want to bust anybody's bubble, and, but you need to know the truth, because when you get over there, you, your husband that went ahead of you ain't going to be your husband when you get there. Your wife that went ahead of you ain't going to be your wife when you get there. Amen? Amen. There's not going to be any marrying. There's not going to be any giving in marriage. There ain't going to be a, the only pecking order that's going to be there is God supreme and the rest of us aren't. That's the only pecking order that's going to be there. There won't be any difference between the colors of people. There won't be any difference between uh, whether you're a slave, whether you're rich, and we're all going to be rich when we get there. Oh, right. Money not going to mean anything. I yes, have a question. Yes, ma'am. And I, I know what you're saying, and I believe that. But will my little girl know that I'm her mother? You've got that right, sister. You're going to be known as you are known in that place, and your little girl's going to know who you are. And you're going to know who she is. That's all I need to know. Amen. Amen. Hey, yes, sir. Well, you know, Jesus tells the disciples when they're squabbling about who's going to be first and this, that, and the other, and he says you'll be like the angels. There won't be no, in other words, you'll be inhabitants of that place. You're not now. You're going to be there, mm -hmm. and you're going to live there like they do. Mm -hmm. They're all here. This is their home. They're going to always be here. But I also think all those nations of tongues and kindreds, people we haven't seen or don't know, will know them when we see them. Sure. Yeah. They'll have the knowledge of God. Talks about that in the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, when, when that perfect, when everything's perfect and we see Him, we'll know fully as we're known. That's right. We'll know everything He knows. That's right. Yeah. You'll be skipping along there and run. Walk right by Moses, and you go, "Hey, Moses!" And he go, "Hey, Todd." <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes, sir. Think about that. Yeah. I read where uh, the people that that you knew in this life that helped you through life get get to heaven that you'll know them. I read that. We well, don't know everybody there. You're gonna know everybody there. Yeah, but you're not gonna remember. How, if they brought you there or not, because nobody's going to bring you there but Christ. Right. And even when you get there, you're not going to remember who introduced you to Christ. You're just going to know you're there. You're going to be there. It's going to be everything over there ain't going to be about us. It's going to be about Him. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Every bit of it's going to be about Him. Amen. Not, not about us. Here, it, we got a mixture. We may find something all about Him. We think something all about us. That, that's going to be gone over there. You'll see that's not supposed to be. Exactly. Amen? Yeah. 
The Bible says the fullness of the Godhead is all in Him. Here and there. Amen? And so this is, this is what we do. And yeah, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions, and we don't get all the answers in here. As a matter of fact, the Scripture tells us more about hell than it does heaven. And what it tells us about heaven makes you want to be there. What it tells you about hell makes you want to do whatever it takes not to go to that place. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? Amen. Well, let's read some more. The city's, uh, the city's uh, light and the city's glory is, is Jesus Christ. He is the light thereof. Now, let's, uh, let's see uh, uh, what we're, else we're going to see there. Because we... You know, they put this uh, chapter and verses here. They, they, they gave us uh, chapter 21 and verse 27, and then they stopped it and gave us chapter 22. In the original writings, it was all just wrote. It wasn't all. So let's read about the, the pure river of life. Uh, A.D., you've got uh, chapter 22, verses 1 through 6 of Revelation. You only had to turn the page. And he showed me the river of the water of life, shining like crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of its main street and on both sides of the river was the tree of life, bearing twelve fruits, offering one fruit for each month. And the leaves of the tree are for the health of the nations. <clears throat> and every curse shall be no more. But the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. And night shall be no more, and they will not need the light of a lamp, nor the light of the sun, because the Lord God will illuminate them, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said to me, these words are entirely faithful and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits and of the prophets, sent his angel to reveal to his servants what must occur soon. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So not only are we going to have this, uh, this city of lights as this place that with a lamb where there's not any temple because the Lord God and the lamb are the temple thereof, uh, we're not going to have to worry about the sun, the moon, and the stars. There ain't going to be no more nighttime there. The nations are going to be able to come in. The gates will never be closed. Uh, and when your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life, it gives you it gives you access to the new heaven and the new earth, wherever you want to go. And and there shall be no abomination. There will be no lies. There will be nothing that will contaminate that place. And so. That, it's like, well, that's enough for me to be there. Well, that ain't there about all of it. The Bible tells us that I has not seen or ear has heard those great and wonderful things that the Lord is preparing for us over there. We can't, we couldn't comprehend it. If we could see it, we could. He couldn't. It'd make our heads blow up. If it, we did. John had done his best to relay this information to what he was looking at. He just couldn't get it all. He didn't understand all of it. But he wrote us enough that we could understand that we want to be there. Amen. And he says, not only he said, and I saw this river. Amen. How many? I like water. You know, I do. I like water. And uh, and 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 he said, it's a river. It's not just a river. It's a pure river. Y'all know what a pure river looks like? 
It's one that you can stand and walk way out in it till you're this deep and look down until you see your toes. Praise God. Amen. And it's clear. Knows, it's beautiful. It's pure. He said clear as crystal. Amen. You can see through it. It's beautiful. Proceeding. And where does it come from? It comes out of the throne of God. It's the water that we have that Jesus said, I'm going to give it to you and you'll never thirst again. It's gushing from his throne. Amen. Hallelujah. And that ain't all. You know, I've had people ask me uh, before these, these questions. You know, people ask questions. I'll come up with more questions than i got answered for. I'll tell you that right now. Children are the world's worst. Uh -huh. Amen. And, and I've been asked the question, well, the, the, in the Garden of Eden, uh, they ate of the, of, the, of the tree of the fruit of good and evil, and, and uh, they, it, they got cast out. What happened to that other tree? There it is. The tree of life. Man, the Lord said we got to get rid of that tree. Amen. And what did he do with it? He carried it with him. Amen. He got it. And when he built that new city, it's going to still be there. Amen. Amen. And where's it going to be? Right along the edge of that river. Amen. Look at it. It's a beautiful thing. In the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, was, was there the tree of life. And you know what happens with that tree of life? I don't know how often we're going to eat of that fruit. I, I don't know how often. We're going to have an eternity to eat it. You ain't never going to get tired of it. Amen. But it's going to be there. And there, and, and there is going to be 12 matter of fruits and yielding her fruit every month. New fruit every month. Pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Amen. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Amen. Now this is all symbolism. That don't mean we're going to have to go by and grab the leaves off and go like this. That's not what he's talking about. All of this is there for us. Amen. You want to eat fruit? Yeah. Are you going to eat when you get to heaven? You better believe you are. <laughs> Amen. There's going to be a table spread. There's going to be a marriage celebration. There's going to be a feast. Amen. Come and dine. Come and dine. He's going to be calling us there. Come and dine is what, it's, what he's talking about. And there shall be no more curse, thank God. Amen. Man, how many of y'all ever try to raise a garden and fight briars and, and weeds and deer. deer and pests and everything? All that's gone. All that's over. That curse is gone. That was a curse put on, the, on on mankind that by the sweat of your brow, you're going to fight this all your life. When you try to grow your food, you're going to have to fight to grow it. That's over with. Ain't going to be none of that there. You know what that means, Brother Jim? If we put a seed in the ground, it's going to grow. And not only is it going to grow, it's going to grow into the most beautiful, lush plant or whatever that seed is. And the fruit of it is going to be the best you've ever seen. And every time you eat it, it's going to be just better every time you taste of it. Amen. I just, I just picture a patch of peas out there and the peas be big as salt. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we're going to have access to all of this stuff. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. That's something that don't change from here to there. Amen. We are still servants and we are there to serve him. We are here to serve Him and we are there to serve Him. That's something that don't change. Amen. 
So get used to the servant's heart. You're going to need it when you get there. Amen. Amen. That's why the, Jesus kept telling them guys, and they kept, who was that talking about? About that arguing about who's going to be greatest. And then, you know, remember what he said? You want to be great in my kingdom? You're going to serve everybody. Who is greatest and who serves everybody is going to be greatest in my kingdom. This says that. Amen. We're there to serve him in that place. <clears throat> Amen. And it says they shall see his face. We're going to get to see him face to face. We're going to get to look him straight in the eyes. And he's going to look back at us. Can you, can you imagine that? What shudder? You kind of get goosebumps and thinking about it. Kind of makes your hair stand up thinking about it. You're going to be able to look him square in the face. And you're going to know who he is. And you know what? He spent most of his earthly ministry trying to persuade people who he was. Some of them believed him. More of them didn't. Over there, there ain't a single person that don't know him that's going to be there. Are you listening? If you don't know him here, you're not going to be there. By knowing him, we'll get to know him. That's right. By knowing him, we'll get to see him. Amen. Remember what Jesus, when he, he told us, he told, uh, which was it, doubting Thomas, he said, he, 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 he let Thomas touch him. And remember what he said to Thomas? He said, blessed are those who are going to come after you who will not see, but they will believe. I've had to show you who I am. I've had to show you and prove to you I am Jesus, resurrected. But blessed are those who are going to come after you who are going to not see me and still believe. Those people are going to be there. I've never seen him, have you? But I've met him. And I know he's real. Amen. Amen. And we're going we're gonna to get, and he said, and his name shall be in their forehead. Now, a lot of people say, oh, we're going to stamp us. That ain't really what that means. Amen. We're going to know. You know why we're going to know? Because we're going to have his mind. We're supposed to, to work toward getting his mind here. Over there, we're going to have his mind. We're going to have the mind of Christ. The thing he told us we need to, to work toward here. We're going to have it there. He just read that this morning. Yes, sir. Sure did. We're going to have that mind. We are going to have his mind when we get there. We're still going to be who we are, but we're going to have his mind. We're going to have what we not capable of here, we're going to have there. Okay. Amen. Amen? Listen to me. And, and people say, well, when I see him, I'm going to ask him why he didn't do this. We're not going to remember this place. That's right. But we're going to know everything. Amen. Amen? We're not going to remember this place. We're going to know everything. So, that's, that kind of answers all that, doesn't it? And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, Neither light of the sun, for the God giveth the, the Lord God giveth the light, and they shall reign. How long? Forever. There's no end to it. It's forever. It's everlasting. And then He said unto me, "These sayings are faithful and true." Now listen to me. This 
word ain't worth two cents. It ain't worth the paper it's written on if you don't believe it. And if you don't believe this word, you're not going to go to that place. Amen? No, no. And he said that they're faithful and true and the Lord God of, uh, of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. So he says, I'm going to come, I'm going to, I'm going to send my angels, the prophets are going to prophesy, they're going to tell you what's coming. Now let me ask you a question, what is coming? What's coming here now? We have access to that information. We don't have the access to the howls and the winds and all that, but we know what's coming. Amen? Is this place going to survive? No. Is this nation going to survive? No. It's not going to. It's none of it going to survive. Why? Because he said it tomorrow. These things are faithful and true. <laughs> what he shows us. So, with that being said, why do we worry so much about this place and we put more thought into what's going on at this place than we worry about what's going on in that place and what we're going to do when we get there? That's a good question, isn't it? Amen. All right, let's move on. Any questions about this? This is the, this is the fruit of knowing Him as the light of the world. This is where it comes into play. This is where you get rewarded for believing him and who he is. All right. Jane, now, A.D. mentioned this scripture here a while ago. And, uh, and some people might argue with the actual meaning of it, but we're going to read it anyway. Terry, you got James chapter 1, verse 17. Would you read it for me, please? Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of time. Okay, so what you, what you need to know that he said that every good gift that comes to us today, right now, comes from God. It cometh down from who? How does he describe him here? The Father of lights. Amen? The Father of lights. And then he says, with him, with whom is no variableness. That means there's, he does not change. He does not, uh, when he promises something, he keeps it. When he has a prophecy written, it's substantiated in the word. It's faithful and true. It will not change. Can you negotiate with God? Over, over current? Yes, you can. Amen. As Kai did that, when the Lord told him he was going to die, get your house in order, you're going to die, and he, he changed his mind, give 15 more years. Amen. So we can, we can, we can, deal with God. We can, he, he will listen to us. And, and uh, it required uh, Hezekiah to be sick and turn his face to the wall and shut out the world and focus on him for a while. Amen. That's what God wanted him to do to start with. Amen. And so we need to do that. So there's no variableness. But look at this. Neither is there shadow of turning. And a lot of people say, well, that could mean a lot of things. Well, it does. It means exactly what it says. Did you know when you're with him, you're not going to cast a shadow? If he's standing right here and he's the light, you can look behind you and there ain't going to be no shadow behind you. You know what? All-encompassing. He's an all-encompassing light. 
It's not a light like we're used to. It's a holy light. It's a supernatural light. When he went to the mountain of transfiguration, and Peter, James, and John went, and, and you know, they slept through most of his wanderings. When he, he, you know, prayer was kind of boring with them sometimes. He'd say, well, y'all go here and stay right here and pray, and he'd come back and catch them asleep. Because they were tired, and he knew that, and he said that. But on this night, when he took them up there with him, and they kind of laid down, he went a little further. If something happened, they couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> they, they wasn't everybody tired. They thought they were, what happened? That was a light showed up like something they'd never seen before in their life. And the Bible says that not only did a light show up, there's two men standing in it. And they knew who they were. They, they recognized those two men. They'd never seen Moses. They'd never seen Elijah. But when they appeared in that light before Jesus Christ, they knew who they were. Isn't that amazing? They, he gave them a glimpse of his glory and what to look for. They recognized him. And they said that his clothing, Christ's clothing, was so brilliant that it was just amazing what they saw. And it was so amazing that Peter got to build a temple right there. Amen. And so this is the light that there is. There is no... A shadow of turning. And and uh, Todd, you've got uh, chapter uh, 1 of 1 John, verses 5 through 7. Would you read that for me right quickly? Yeah, if I can correct you about one little scripture, I need to correct myself because I feel bad. What I was referring to a while ago when I said the disciples squabbling about who's going to be grace, it wasn't that passage of scripture. It was one where the Pharisees were trivializing Christ about the decree of divorce that Moses gave. And remember they said, you know, if a woman is married to a man and he dies, she's got a legal right to marry his brother. So on and so on. And he went through seven of them and said, then they asked him, what about after the resurrection? Which one is she going to call her husband? And he said, none, because there ain't going to be no marriage in heaven. That's one I was referring okay. to. Okay. That, and that's right. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He said there will be no, there'll be like the angels. There'll be no marrying and no giving in wow. marriage. Okay. Uh, and, and hold it right there. While we're on that subject, you know, a lot of people think in the Old Testament where it says that the, the sons of God knew the daughters of men and there was a giants for them, there were men. And a lot of people think that was angels that come down. Jesus said that can't happen. I don't know who came up with that right brain idea. And if you believe it, I'm sorry, it's wrong. They don't procreate. They don't procreate. They don't get to have children. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be like that when we get in heaven. And uh, another thing on earth, a lot of times angels are depicted as females and there are no female angels. Mm -hmm. They all have a masculine characteristic except for that, you know. Well, Jesus touches that. There's no male and no female there. <laughs> There's no division. And there's no division, not even of the sexes. We're all going to be the same. Well, right? good. No transgenderism. They ain't going to be there. Okay. Now read the scripture for me. All right. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Stop, stop right there. Just for a minute so we can understand this. There is no shadow of turning. What is a shadow? Darkness. It's darkness. He says in this scripture, there is no 
darkness. Nothing is going to hinder his glory. That's right. It ain't going to happen. All right, thank you. Go ahead. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not know the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Amen. Now we need to we need to understand. The world tries to make us think that we can live any way we want to. And, and I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about there's preachers that preach this kind of stuff. You can live any way you want to and it's okay. You're covered. Is that whole water? Mm -hmm. yeah. no. No. Not my when is the cleansing of the blood applicable when you're walking in the light? That's right. That's right. From the initial confession and the receiving of, of the blood <coughs> yeah. then there's something required there well it says that, that little pesky two letter word that little iffy word yeah. mm -hmm. that, that's a word that we don't like <laughs> and he applies it very strongly to our walk with him and he says if we say you can say whatever you want to if we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness we lie. Can't get much plainer than that. Now what is darkness symbolic of in the scripture? Sin. sin. Mm -hmm. It's sin. It's separation. It is the absence of light who he is. So it's your life absent of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. It's darkness. And he said, if you say you have fellowship with me and walk this way, you're a liar. Mm -hmm. Not my words, he is. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, that's why we got to stay close to him and follow him. Amen. Because that's what walking with him in the light is. And walking in the light with him. We have fellowship with one another. That means we need to get along. That means we still love one another. Jesus said by this all men know you are my disciples that you have love for one another. Amen. Here he says right here one to another proof is that you have fellowship with one another. And then the blood of Christ can apply. If you walk in his light, he don't say you won't sin. <laughs> but he says when you do sin, see, another thing the Holy Ghost does is convict us of our sin. Mm -hmm. And I tell y'all this all the time. We try to pass it off and try to keep from meeting the obligation because it requires humility on our part. And we don't like to be humble. When he convicts us of our sin, we need to kneel and pray and ask God to forgive us of our sin. And the Bible says he will do that. Amen. He said, and if we he said we need to have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will cleanse us from all our sin. From all sin. We and so we need to understand this. Part of our walk with him in the light. See, Jesus never had to repent. Amen? He was sinless. And thank God he was. He was sinless because he knew we can't be. And it's not an excuse, it's a fact. But our sin separates us from him. And so we need to learn that when we walk in the light and we sin, we need to confess that sin, let his blood cover it, and move on unobstructed 
and ready to continue serving Him. We serve a great God, don't we? Amen. Amen. And I'm glad that He told us He's the light of the world. And I'm glad He tells us what that means and what it means for us. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Would you stand? You know, we left out this morning. We didn't dismiss. And I'm glad we did. We, we, there was a great spirit here this morning. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how sometimes we, we feel it so strongly and at other times we don't feel it so strongly. Isn't that amazing? That's how we are. That's us. That's not his fault. That's our fault. Amen. We need to always come to his house with expectation, longing to feel him, longing to hear him, longing to have him hear us and touch us and, and let us love on him and him love on us and, and just be with him. That ought to be our longing, our expectation. And it, it, it has a lot to do with how we prepare <coughs> our hearts when we get here and how we receive him. Amen. And I told y'all this morning, he's not the light so he can see us. He's the light so we can see him. We need to see him as he is. A great, wonderful, loving God that has given himself for us and made a way. He's the way. Amen. I love y'all. Brother Sam, would you just miss us? <laughs> well, Father, once again, we do want to thank you for the privilege and opportunity to be enabled to come to church and be with other believers in my faith, just in Jesus Christ and their Lord and Savior. And Lord, just thank you for being able to have an open discussion about what the Scripture says. We just pray for everyone that's on the prayer list. You know who they are and what their needs are. We just ask you to bless and be merciful unto them and for your honor and glory. Be with us as we go separate ways. Give us the glory we feel. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.